From Boogieland Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, A Walk in the Park. I love to walk the paths that follow along the banks of the creek that flows along the streets and houses of my neighborhood. Over the years, the landscape around the path has changed. The open fields have been filled with apartment buildings, office buildings, a car wash, a hospital, Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. There used to be a quaint little farm with a horse in the pasture and everything. But now... A top golf has gobbled up that little farm like a venomous viper devouring our precious little family kitten. I know people enjoy going to this place, but I find it to be a hideous monstrosity of a thing rising up over our lovely tree-lined creek. The path that goes by this towering travesty has completely caved in into a giant sinkhole of sorrow. One might say that I can't blame Top Golf for this, and yet I do blame Top Golf, if only because the path gave way out of despair and sorrow. And I think I'm being kind. I'm thankful for the creek because you can't build over a creek so it keeps a little bit of the green space safe. But I've heard Top Golf is trying to figure out a way to turn it into a water hazard. There used to be a neighborhood pool, which was our favorite pool to visit, because very few people went to that pool. It was old and crumbling, and there are much nicer pools, more modern pools with slides and lazy rivers. But we liked this one. Often, if there were others at the pool, the girls would know them, and all of a sudden, they had friends to play with. However, Because the pool was old and crumbling, and not many people went to this pool, it was torn down and replaced with a playground and a splash pad for little ones. As sad as it was to see it go, the playground and the splash pad is very nice and is often overrun with little ones, so I'm going to begrudgingly admit that it was an improvement. I have been fortunate to have a reliable and enjoyable walking buddy for many years. We started walking when our oldest girls were in elementary school together. It is unclear of the exact number of years, but clearly it has been a while. For now, these girls are all grown up. Donna's daughter, Molly, finished all the schooling to become a physical therapist, found a job, and was married in September. My daughter, Erin, went through school and is now a high school band director. She's married and has a baby. Donna and I have shared every bit of those journeys together and talked about every detail on our walks. Erin and Molly are, of course, friends. Thankfully, they accept that their mothers tell each other all about them and that we probably know more about their friends' lives than they do. Until we fill them in. 
We have walked alongside each other for a lot of life. I've always appreciated her wisdom and common sense. We share a common thrifty nature, hardworking parents, the stay-at-home mom life, and our love of kittens. All kinds of consistent characters show up along the path, like the one gal who for the longest time would walk past us, head down, never making eye contact. It became our mission to get her to talk to us. We finally got a short hello and even a conversation with her once or twice. Now she always gives us a friendly hello. This woman is a machine. In one of our conversations, she told us that she likes to get her walk in, in the morning, then swim her laps after the walk. Donna and I walk for about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on our pace. I have finished my walk, did a little bit of after walk, stretching, had breakfast, taken a shower, and then I will head out to the store or something, and I will see this gal still walking. And then she is going to go swim laps? I thought our nice little three-mile walk was good. Donna and I are both creatures of routine. We like consistency. Our walk is the same route every time. Every once in a while, a different route will be taken, but it has to be for a good reason. Sometimes I will walk with someone else and they will say, let's go this way, as in not my normal route, and I'll be like, oh, okay. Now, for the other person, that means okay, and we head off on the wrong path. In my head, Oh, okay means, what? You want to go down this path? This is the wrong way. I don't walk this way. But if you really want to test the unknown, I guess I will go with you. There is a giant hill on our route. Every once in a blue moon, we will skip the hill. But again, it has to be for a good reason. Never would one of us say, let's skip the hill because I don't feel like climbing it today even though I feel that way pretty much every time we approach it. I know Donna listens to my podcast, so I'm outing myself now, but I try to make sure she is the one talking when we head up that hill. I have to be careful not to start a story just before the hill or be sure that my story will be over in time, because talking while we climb that hill only emphasizes how out of breath I am by the time we get to the top. And it's important to have someone talking. Otherwise, all you hear is how terribly out of shape I am. The part of the path with the hill runs right behind the high school. It's always fun to hear the marching band practice. All of our kids played in the marching band as they went through school. There is a stairway that leads down the hill from the high school the kids call Smoker's Hill. And more than once, we have seen kids coming down that hill to skip class. We don't usually say anything, but we do give them motherly looks of disapproval. Donna got a Fitbit a few years into our walking and now tracks our time. When she first got it, I'm pretty sure she tried to kill me. I don't know what I had done. Maybe I had been bragging too much about my kids, but I thought we had established a good my kids are amazing to your kids are amazing ratio. But... She started walking faster and faster to try and top our times. Fortunately, she forgave me and we settled back into a reasonable pace. Although we can get competitive, not with each other, but with the other walkers. 
Some people are clearly walking faster than us and we let that happen. But if some walkers are close to our same pace, we will speed up to pass them. Then we have to keep our pace so as not to allow them to pass us. Or there are times we need to put some distance between ourselves and another walker who may be, oh, annoying. Like someone on the telephone who feels as though we all need to hear her side of the conversation. I don't get why one needs to talk so loud on the telephone. You literally have it right next to your mouth. A small microphone picks up what you say. Hello, I'm going to speak directly into the phone so I can share this information with you. It's as though some people think they actually have to speak loud enough for the person to hear them just in case they don't have a phone and they have to shout back and forth across the miles. So we try to distance ourselves from the loud talkers. One loud talker is a regular, not a telephone talker, but a talk-to-himself talker, or yeller to be precise. Although we haven't seen the yelling guy for a while. A tall, older man who would shout at himself encouragements as he ran. Let's go! Keep going! If he didn't see us, he would use some pretty colorful language. But if he saw us, he would tone down his commentary. He always looked absolutely miserable, as most runners do. Except for the youngsters, who tend to run in packs, who look as though running five miles is just a walk in the park instead of a five-mile run in the park. There's a couple who pushes their cat in a stroller. The cat would jump out every once in a while and run into the woods and quickly jump back into the stroller when he was done. This is always an amusing sight. Many, many people walking their dogs. The one gal who asks us if we have solved all the world's problems yet every time we pass. And remember, this is Kansas. We are friendly here in Kansas, so when you pass anyone, the least you can do is smile, a head nod, or a wave is perfectly acceptable. A hello is good, or even better, a good morning. I'm so used to walking in the mornings, I have mistakenly wished fellow travelers a good morning in the afternoon, or, oops, in the evening. The real challenge is when a large group of bikers pass by, Do you say hi to the first in the group, or does each member need to be addressed somehow? Hi, hello, hi, morn. You don't have time to say good morning to a biker. Hi, hi, hello. Usually the first two or three get a verbal greeting. Then those in the middle will receive a smile and a nod or a little wave. Not an exuberant wave, only a small lift of the hand is needed. A smile, a nod, and a wave in unison is always good. Sometimes we run into people we know, which I feel a little more hearty hello is sufficient. However, Donna will actually talk to them. She is the more outgoing one and will be the one who would initiate any conversation with a friend or a stranger. The first time we saw a bald eagle on our walk, we were very excited, and Donna shared the location with everyone we passed so they could enjoy this beautiful bird. My job was to smile and to point like I was the Vanna White to her pet, Sajak. Occasionally, I might add a, yeah, it's really cool, but that was only if the other person was as equally excited about the bird as we were. 
We were a little indignant with those who were not as thrilled with our bald eagle sighting. Silly youths. Don't you know that the bald eagle, our national symbol, used to be on the endangered species list, and now they have made a comeback? So much so that we can see them right here in our neighborhood. Once in a while, we will see a blue heron fly over or sitting in the creek. That is a satisfying moment. Lots of squirrels, plenty of ducks. Recently, we enjoyed watching a group of giant fish navigate a small, shallow inlet to get back to the deeper part of the creek. It is not a big creek, but when it rains, the water rises quite high, so the fish must have gotten stuck in the inlet when the water went back down. We have seen one or two coyotes, but they hide most of the time. It is not unusual to see deer. We are perfectly happy to see the does and sometimes fawns, and we'll try to get as close as possible to get a good photo. But the bucks make us a little nervous, not interested in a tangle with those antlers. Turtles of all kinds are not unusual. Fortunately, we have only encountered a few snakes along the path. We will be walking along, talking away, and whoa! The other will see the snake just in time to keep the other one from stepping on it, and then the rest of the walk we are jumping at every stick on the path. Walks proceed in all kinds of weather. Hot, cold, we are there. Some days in the winter get too cold, or if it snows or is icy on the ground, we stay home. We've gotten caught in the rain many times. Usually it's fine as long as there is no thunder and lightning. It's not a good idea to take on the lightning. Once halfway into our walk, a giant thunderstorm rolled in with some serious thunder and lightning. We hoofed it back as fast as our soaking feet could go, with each clap of thunder pushing us even faster. That day, I questioned our common sense a little bit. Only one other time did I wonder about our decisions— I mean, there are some days when it's super hot, and I think it would have been good to skip that day. But this was around a time when the creek had risen to an all-time high. Heavy rain caused us to miss many days of walking, so when there were a few clear days, it was time to get back out. However, as we walked along the paths, we found that the creek was still overflowing its banks, and we were walking in ankle-deep water. Oh, calf-deep now. Okay, knee-deep water. Maybe we shouldn't be walking along the banks of this swollen creek. This is probably not a good idea. Let's head home. We have been walking together for so long, many of the same stories have been told a few times. The preface, if I have told you this before, stop me, or have I told you about this particular thing before, has been added to the beginning of these stories. Sometimes I will say no, and then halfway into her story, I'm like, oh, yeah, you have told me that. Sorry, I forgot. We are not going to run out of things to talk about, though. With three kids each, and always a good source of material, our husbands. And now I have a grandson, so that's a whole new source of fun. I think we will be walking these trails for many years to come. And if we see you along the trails, we'll give you a smile and a friendly good morning. No matter what time of day.
Here are my top golf descriptors. Dinosaur Detention Center, a pole catastrophe, a gigantic yard clutter, view-killing villain, ill-favored eye offender, and simply big, ugly eyesore. That's what I got. This is Randy Bonifield, one of the producers of On Carlson Drive, and we wanted to invite you to participate in one of our upcoming episodes. Here's what's happening. We're working on an episode about bitterness, grudges, you know, stuff you carry around. We were hoping that you might share with us a story that you have about something that just kind of gnaws at you that you just can't let go. Yeah, we're working on an episode just like that. Wendy's got some great stories that surround that, but we wanted to hear from you, make you part of our conversation. Maybe you have a story that's, you know, a little lighthearted, but it's, you know, it's got a little bitterness to it. It's okay. Well, we want you to share that with us, and we want you to share it with us by emailing your story. Not not in written form now. What we want is for you to record it. So take out your phone, you know, turn on that little voice memo or voice messaging or recording device that you've got, and just record really quickly in a quiet room your story. Tell us your story like you're just sitting here talking to us. And we might share it on an upcoming episode. Once you've recorded it, send it to us at oncarlsondrive at gmail.com. That's oncarlsondrive at gmail.com. You know, maybe as we do this, you might hear your voice on an upcoming podcast. All right, back to the show. I have my good friend Donna with me, so thank you for joining me, Donna. You're welcome. Nice to be here, Wendy. Have we ever really figured out how long we've been walking together? I don't think so, but it's probably over 15 years, do you think? I would say so, because we started when our girls were in elementary Mm -hmm. school. So, you know, that's been a few years. And they're both married and (laughs) graduated from college. (laughs) Right, since you will be picking up your daughter from her honeymoon trip this week. That's a, That's been a few years. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even remember how we how we got started doing that. Did we, like, meet each other? In Girl Scouts. Your girls were in Girl Scouts. Yeah. And I was the, probably the cookie mom at the time. And that's my first memory of you. So, I mean, we knew each other as our girls mm-hmm. were friends. When we picked up our girls from when school was over to walk them home, we probably saw each other and... Right. I probably asked you, hey, do you want to walk sometime? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It started. I know that uh, you walked with Brenda sometimes. Right. So, And somehow we managed to just kick her out. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here. Well, it started out as, let's get healthy. You know, that's a healthy thing to do. And yeah. it's, it's exercise. But it's become now friendship. Yeah. And instead of going out to lunch, we walk. Yeah. Right. And that's what it is. It's not not the exercise. Yeah. Although that's a, a good benefit. Right. There was a time where you were like super, um, super crazy exercise woman and you tried yes. to kill me. Because I, tr- I lost weight and it's like, okay, let's go. Let's push this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was pushing you. <laughs> Come on. You can speed it up. Come on. <laughs> well, you did. You did push me. But I'm pretty sure I didn't move for the rest of that day. <laughs> And that was short-lived, and now I'm the slow one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you're the slow one, 
But I, we've also probably um, gained and lost, oh, you know, hundreds of pounds over the, these years. <laughs> Did we have hundreds of pounds to lose? No, no. no I mean, no, no. just 20, maybe tens, <laughs> tens of pounds. But that was never our focus, usually. It was just become fun. Yeah. The share right. and routine. and. I mean, walking, I think probably each of us had always walked either individually or with other people. I go really slow without you. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Just, it's it's very boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as you know, I mean, like you say, it started out like we're going to walk together because this is a healthy thing to do. We need to walk. And, you know, more we did it, it was less about the walk and more about just the being friendship, friends. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, and Donna shows up at my door every morning. So it's yeah. not like if I don't call her and say, or text her and say, I can't walk this morning or I'm not going to walk. She's there. She's at my door. So there's no, there's no getting out of it. Except I do a lot of times when the clouds look dark and it looks like it's going to rain, watch my phone. Is Wendy going to cancel? Yes, please cancel. Please cancel. And then she doesn't. So I have to show up. <laughs> you could cancel too. Yeah, but then I'd be canceling it. <laughs> I know there is, I do the same thing. I'll look, I'll be like, look at my, because Donna's an early riser. So I know she's been up for, you know, hours before I get up out of bed. So I keep, you know, I have to look. Oh, did she, is she, has she canceled? What's it like outside? Look out my window. It's kind of gloomy, but she didn't cancel. Oh. We have just finished our walk. Yes. So we, we took our regular morning walk. Our three mile walk. Did you just check your watch to see how we did? Yes. But do, what's what was our rate today? Not good. <laughs> we stopped and watched the deers walk by. That's oh, that's why. right. So that really affects our pace. Yes. And we didn't have anybody to compete with today. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is our usual rate, though? What do we usually walk? We're between 17 minutes a mile when it's perfect temperature outside. If it's too hot and humid, we slow down 18, 19 minutes a mile. How about when it's cold? We speed up. I feel like yeah. we should speed up. When we it's do cold. usually. <laughs> um, I would say that we're competitive, but we're not really competitive with each other. I suppose we have to keep keep our pace going. We're definitely competitive with the other walkers around us. Yeah, right. We can't. or if we that one time we had that loud talker behind us, and it's like we got to get going. Yes, exactly. we got <laughs> to get some distance go. from them. <laughs> right. And that guy, that oh, we haven't seen him for a while, the no. shouting guy. You know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. The guy the guy, who sh- he I, talks to himself or yells at himself yells while at he himself. runs. Yeah. And then as soon as he sees somebody, he gets quiet. And then when you go around the bend, he, he starts it's yelling shouting again. Shouting at, at himself, yeah. You can do this. And I like the Wendy judges. She hears runners come up and she's like, now that's the sound of a runner. If the way they, they land their feet. Is it a clunk? Is it a smooth well, run? Yeah, I think so. You know, there's some people who it's just natural. Just I'm just whoosh. Floating. And other by. people who are stop, 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 stop. You can see it when that you can see it when they run too, when you look at them. You're like, ah, see they're making Do you it remember easy. that one lady who had her little puppy that we saw the puppy grow up? And then the dog disappeared. Well, yeah, and then but she'd quit walking too. We Maybe didn't. so. Yes, I do remember her. She that started was, out with the little puppy. Yeah, that was kind of fun to watch the dog. Yeah, we meet every day. <laughs> it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep, I remember that one. We've been walking long enough to go through a lot of our lives together. Yes, 
sharing all kinds of, you know, mostly our kids. Like, here's, <laughs> this is what's happening with our children right now. In fact, today on our walk, we were talking about something that happened probably, what, seven or eight years ago with the with uh, Molly and Natalie. and, and Oh, yeah, their, <laughs> probably 10 years ago or so. Years? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I remember when that happened. You know, I feel like that a lot of that happened. Mm-hmm. We kind of walked through things, but we weren't able to be like, oh, you know, this happened so many years okay. ago and that happened. We might not walk mm-hmm. next week. And I meant to get a picture of the giant hill that we walk up. What does your kids call that hill? Does it have a name? Oh, is that Suicide Hill? Is that it? My kids call it Puke Trail. Oh, is that? It's right behind the high school. When kids are trying out their sports, the coach has always made them run like a mile, and they got this big hill in the middle. And the kids who aren't conditioned how to pace themselves would kill themselves. And then when they hit that hill, then they, that name came true. Okay, all right. I don't think I've ever heard my girls call it puke trail, but uh, or Smokers Hill. Yeah, because that, like you said, it's right behind. That's right behind the school, and there are stairs. Right. We have seen many kids come down those stairs. In the middle of school hours. <laughs> yeah. We never say anything. We should be good mothers and be like, you get back to school. <laughs> so when we walk that hill, Donna and I are very much creatures of routine. Very. <laughs> we follow the same route. And so we take the hill up and then go around the, the track at Rope mm-hmm, Park mm-hmm. and then come back. But Donna reminded me that uh, we used to go back the same way so we'd hit the hill twice from both directions but there's a way to miss the hill yeah so now we don't do the hill coming back yeah we just do the hill one direction (laughs) we could be lazy and not do it at all but we at least we are doing it once right when i walk with you i (laughs) take that hill but if i don't i use the excuse oh it's very secluded when you go up the hill so i don't want to go by myself that's that's my excuse to not take the hill. Now the hill, we really feel it with your wonderful grandson pushing the stroller up that hill. It's quite the challenge now. Right, yeah, that is true. That's true. Speaking of us being creatures of habit, we are working on the places, because Donna's kind enough to push the stroller partway when we walk. So we'll go up the hill so I'll start, obviously, because I start pushing the stroller, <laughs> and then I get about halfway up the hill, and we have an exact spot where Donna takes over in the middle of the hill. We don't even break stride anymore. It's just a half, just one steps off and one pushes in. and <laughs> Right, that, we've got that down. Great handoff. Yeah. <laughs> we know the hill handoff. We haven't quite worked out the other spots. Yeah. I think we know where they are. It's just we often forget to make the change. How many times do we switch throughout our three-mile walk? <laughs> um, well, you take it up the hill, and then I take it again after all of the hills are over. I make sure that Donna gets all the hills <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and then I'll take it and go around, and then we switch again because my hand starts to fall asleep. You know it's when I drop my hand. Yeah. <laughs> we want to confuse everybody we meet on the trail. Yeah, Whose baby is this? Whose baby is this? And everybody thinks it's our baby, not our grandbaby, because we are so young. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) Oh, the other fun thing is when we come upon snakes in the path. 
<laughs> fun, fun. <laughs> there aren't too many, though. Thank goodness, especially this time of year. We pretty are good. Yeah, we're pretty safe. <laughs> But what was it that it wasn't too long ago that there was like a squished snake in the road and both of us like jumped five miles out of the way. <laughs> There's a snake. Ah! Well, the best is when even if the snake's just a simple little garter snake going across, we'll be talking, not paying attention. Someone will spot it and just say, oh, and put their hand out. And the other person doesn't know. So they start screaming and jumping around, dancing like crazy. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> oh, what, what am I stepping on? What? <laughs> Where do I go? <laughs> Right. And then every step after that is a snake. Oh, yeah. I never worry about snakes on this trail until we've actually seen one. Right. Maybe we've seen, how many would you think over the years? Six, seven. Yeah. So not even one a year. Yeah, not even. <laughs> You're the one who showed me the sinkhole by that. <laughs> I, I took her off their path. I said, we're going to break our norm. We're going to go a different direction. That was crazy <laughs> stock right there, but we did it. So the path is caved in. You came and walk on it. Have you been by there? They didn't fix it. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, so it's still just broken path. Yeah. We never walk there. We should do. No, we can't break. <laughs> we can't break. <laughs> we have, over the years, done different routes. Different routes. But we realize then we have to think about when we're, where we turn and where it's a turnaround spot. This is a loop, so we know. Right. Because when we used to go the opposite direction... Yeah, we just had to turn around. We'd get to a spot. spot and say, oh, let's turn around. Yeah. <laughs> We've been blocking long enough. Let's turn around and go back. <laughs> this way we know. We don't even have to think about it. We can use our brain power for other more important things. <laughs> now, we often talk about our husbands on our walk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My husband's a huge sports fan, and so is Randy. But my husband's is a White Sox fan. Yeah, then Randy's just shaking his head. How can that be? How can that be? You guys went to a game once, didn't you? Did you go to a Royals and a White Sox game? And they're still friends, I think. Still. <laughs> just barely. <laughs> <laughs> but your your family is more of a, a soccer family. Right. All three kids played soccer throughout. And that's another thing besides sports that we had in common that you taught me is music. Your family's a music family. My husband and I know nothing about music, but our kids are. All of our kids were in band. Right. And but, my girls both played in um, marching band in college. That's right. And my son's majoring in music. So. Yeah, right. So you say you're not a musical family. She says this all no, the time. My, we're my, not a musical family. Larry and I are not. Yeah. We okay. know nothing about music. <laughs> right. But I, I always say to you that you'll go to a concert and you're like, I don't know if it was good or not. But if... You enjoyed it. You know what you like. And right. if you sit and you listen to the music and you've enjoyed it, then it was a good concert. Right. I suppose it makes a difference when your children are playing in it. You enjoy it more. Oh, yeah. Than... Don always kept me straight on things, though, because I'd be like, she'd be like, oh, are you going to this tonight? I'm like, oh, there's that. There's a thing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there's a band meeting tonight? Yes. Oh, oh well, you go and tell me how it goes. <laughs> That was often the case. Yeah. How did that band meeting go, go last night? What happened in that? <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for yeah. keeping me on the straight and narrow all these many years. Well, and you also um, got Ian into the Fountain City Brass Band. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so if it wasn't for you, he would not have done that, or I would not know about it at all. So. Right. Yeah, we did that for a while. There's so many things now, and I think about 
that uh, we've shared together or been able to help each other mm-hmm. through. Like when Grace had her seizure, her right. first seizure, Ian has struggled with seizures right. all his life. He had his first one. He was just under two. Yeah, and so and they're still on. They're both on the same medicine. Yeah. So when she did that, I, you were really mm-hmm. helpful to you know just be like it's you know it's very scary, but you can handle yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we walked through that. There was yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. That was so scary. But since you had dealt with it so much, you were just like this. You know, you can handle it. She'll be fine, even though you don't think so. But yeah, <laughs> right. she'll be fine. Right. Yeah. No, I've been very thankful for our friendship over the oh, years. Definitely. Yeah, and I think it just grew, and I've not even thought about it. I was, I mean, thought about it, but you, you just kind of take it for granted. And then the pandemic, when that happened. Well, before that, I did that awful thing and got a job. Oh, yeah, you got a job. You betrayed me. And, <laughs> and went off we and couldn't walk, so we went like two years without walking. Right, and we would walk like maybe once or twice you know, yeah. you'd have a week the summer off. Or, or during the summer or something. Yes. And then sort of in the middle of the pandemic. Well, I also quit my job during the pandemic, so therefore. Right. That's <laughs> but we didn't want to walk because of the pandemic. Uh, we, we, we kind of met. We just sort of met on the path. On the path. We were like, oh, it's Donna. How are you? <laughs> and we stood like 10 feet apart and shouted at each other. And then we eventually walked, but we walked six feet apart. <laughs> Yeah, we would walk on the far edges of the trail. But I, I eventually we started walking side by side again. Yeah, we just decided we were in each other's bubble. Yeah. Because we didn't go anywhere. Right. I saw you and my family, and that was it. Yeah, and that was the same for me. So we're like, we're bo- we are now in each other's bubble. bubble. Oh, that was the saving grace of the pandemic to have you to walk with yeah. during the day. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and... <laughs> And the love of my life, my, my husband as well. He was also. <laughs> but part of it was now all the children came home, at least in my household. My house too, yeah. And they all still had to work, teach classes, take classes. I'd be in a room, they said, oh, mom, I need this room. Can you go someplace else? And there was no place for me to go. I just kept <laughs> on getting chewed out of one room to another room and... Right, be quiet because I have a call or I have to teach or whatever. Right, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll go outside. I'll walk. I mean, no one can. (laughs) Right, they can't kick you out outside. Yeah. Now after that, since you you were smart enough to not go back (laughs) to work, (laughs) because you know our friendship is more important. That's right. That is right. (laughs) The other good thing that we have in common is we're both very thrifty. And we talk about that a lot, too. That's true. We, How we find bargains and share our bargains with us. That's definitely true. And we give each other, you know, we're like, it's okay that you are thrifty. Right. You know, not miserly or stingy. Those are not words we use. Cheap. Yeah, no, no cheap. Thrifty. <laughs> but you've also encouraged me over the years when I'm like, oh, I am I should have a job and contribute to the family. And you always say... You do contribute. We do a lot. Yeah, right. And we've both been stay-at-home moms for years. so We share a lot of the same sort of values. And our, our mothers, oh, my goodness, we talk about how they are super hard workers. <laughs> yes, definitely. They're the workaholics. Don't sit down. Right. And our dads, the same, are also, you know, we're fix everything. The handyman. 
right. come and fix everything. And Yeah, so we have similar upbringings with our parents who passed that work ethic on to us, I guess. Or skipped us. Or skipped us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe. Or it lessened a little bit a little over the years. <laughs> oh, I know something we haven't talked about. Oh. Our lovely track on the trail that's been when it's flooded. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was probably not our wisest moment. Yes. I mean we would have never allowed any of our children. And we said that as we we're tromping through it was over was it over our knees? I think it was at least up to our knees. So we walked by <laughs> <laughs> Randy didn't even know this, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> didn't know it was that hot. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't start out that high. No, it just... It had rained. It was raining so much rain. Right. We had we just hadn't walked together for so long. We needed to get out and walk. And it's like, let's go explore the flood. Right. We won't... We want to see what's on the other side. We had to get to the park. Right, yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, it started out just maybe a little muddy. And as it was <laughs> rising up... up you We're know, already wet, so... Angles, yeah. <laughs> At some point, though, we were kind of like, ah. Oh, is this a good idea? <laughs> Is it going to keep getting up to our waist by the time we quit? <laughs> Two women found down by the stream. <laughs> Maybe we better turn around. <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, you and I have some really good common sense. <laughs> Except for then. Perhaps that day. I would still do it again today if it was still that deep. <laughs> Maybe we'd walk farther in along the, you know, the ends of the field. We tried that though, and our feet were sticking in the mud. Is that what? We and so it's like, oh, we're on the path, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> there has been some times where it will rain, the, so the creek will like rise really high, and then it'll go. By so by mm-hmm. the next morning, right, we get out there, and they're usually really good at clearing the path. But there has been times we have squished through some serious mud. Yes, the only time we don't walk is once it gets icy, because we know we would pull each other on top of fall down. <laughs> we don't want to break a hip. Right. We're, old and, we're old enough now we can't fall. And it's like, okay, we're walking, but we're going so slow, so many baby steps. Why are we even doing right. this? And if one of us goes down, what happens? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I can't pull you down that hill. So, But we have been caught. We've, we've gotten rained on so many times. Oh, yeah. If it starts to rain, it's like, oh, well, we'll yeah. get wet. Just when the lightning comes, that's when it gets a little scarier. Yeah, yeah, that may be. But some we've been out there in the middle when it's just started to rain, and we're like, it's fine. And that's when, and then the lightning starts. Maybe we should turn around. <laughs> Our pace picks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ex- exactly right. Ah, well, it's been uh, a good fifteen-ish years walking together. I'm sure we'll keep walking. Oh yeah. I hope to. Yeah, well, you'll add a grandchild there, and we'll have yeah. the double stroller. and That's going to be an issue. What are we going to do? We're going to have to push our own strollers. <laughs> I guess we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> That'll uh, be a good problem to have. Yeah, that's true. That'll be good. Well, thanks for, for chatting. Well, thank you for a wonderful friendship. Yeah, absolutely. You too. This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. 
Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at OnCarlsonDrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive.